Hello everyone, welcome to another week of special delivery. Every Thursday I am going to bring to you a recap of Signed, Sealed, Delivered. And who am I that's bringing you this recap? My name is Dara and I am the host of this show, this podcast, Dear Hallmark. Dear Hallmark is a space where I can talk about one of my favorite things, which is made-for-TV romance movies. And so we cover news movies, TV shows across all of the networks, Hallmark, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Up TV, and Great American Family. And during Christmas, we let Lifetime enter the chat. But throughout the rest of the year, we're not paying them any mind because they're on their thriller tip, okay? (laughs) So for this episode, this episode is extremely special because We are on the last two episodes of the TV series. That means we can only go up from here. We are about to get into the movies and I could not be any more excited because in episode 10, this by far is my favorite episode out of the entire 11 that I've watched. Well, I can't, the pilot movie is still precious and dear to my heart. So once they started doing the 42-minute TV episodes, I would say this one is my favorite of those. And it is titled Treasure Box. Now, Rita, she is still on this special delivery journey, right? And so there is a competition to get into the semifinals to see who from Colorado will represent Miss Special Delivery in the national competition. And so Rita is practicing. She's doing her thing. She has this banquet that she's wanting everyone to attend. Oliver, Shane, and Norman assure her that they will be there. But there is something that they have to do first. It's a puzzle box that they get from, because, you know, it's the DLO. So we have to we have to go on a case and find the recipient or intended recipient for a specific damaged, mangled, or lost piece of post. And this one in in particular is a puzzle box. Norman was able to figure it out and he found a key. And that key is to a safety deposit box. So, Shane and Oliver, they go to the bank, to the safety deposit, to where the safety deposit box is. And they are working with this young cat. I forget the guy. I forget the young man's name, but he was indeed funny. He was, you can tell just kind of the generational gap between him and Shane and Oliver. (laughs) It was so funny. And so, All while this is happening, there's this little bad toddler that's just running around causing a ruckus in the bank. (laughs) If it's one place you don't want your child to be disruptive, it's the bank. Especially a bank that looks like it's from like 19th, 20th century architecture. One of those big, thick ones that got like five security guards around it, you know. So this boy is just doing all the things he shouldn't be doing. And so while Oliver and Shane and the young man are back in the vault, this little boy decides to pull the fire alarm. And what happens? The vault closes. You guys, they are locked 
in the vault. Oh my word. It was giving me Ocean's 8. It was giving me leverage. Shout out to anyone who knows the show Leverage. Because that show is one of the most underrated shows in TV canon. I digress. So whilst they are in this vault, um, they begin to calculate how much air is left between them. Uh, You guys, you really get to see, like... Each of these characters have such distinct personalities and the casting for this just worked so well between Kristen Booth playing Shane and Eric Mabias playing Oliver and Yanke Crystal Lowe playing Rita and um is it Jeff Gus oh gosh I forgot his last name. Jeff oh this is going to irk me. I forget his last name, who plays Norman. But Everyone is just so particular and it's just so great. It's so great. So they decide to, well, let's, let's get on with our case and find out what box this key goes to. The young man who works for the bank helps them and they find in the safety deposit box a bunch of letters. And this is where my heart just melted into a thousand butterflies. Okay. As Oliver and Shane are reading the letters, each they were written to from a young man to another young woman. As they were reading the letters, <laughs> Oliver is reading from the young man's perspective. Shane is reading from the young woman's perspective. <laughs> you guys, I'm blushing just thinking about it. So here's what happens. As Oliver is reading, Shane is looking at him and then thinking about all the times that she had, you know, little butterflies for him. And vice versa, as Shane is reading, Oliver is going through a dream montage in his head of what he thinks about Shane. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness. So the affection begins for one another. And it was just so beautiful because it felt like there was so much subtext between what they were reading and their conversation in between the letters. It felt like they were saying more than what they were saying. You know what I mean? And so the, the letters to one another, to the, the letters that they wrote back and forth, the young man and the young woman, it comes to, it comes out that she was actually sick. And this is where Kristen Booth gets her Oscar because she's like, no, No, because the man was the last one to write a note. And she's like, where is her letter? There must be another letter. There must be another letter. There must." And she begins to cry and um, spread the letters out. And then Oliver just holds her and calms her. And it is the most sweet thing that I ever did see. It was like this... (laughs) This is perfect. And I forgot to mention that before they even started reading the letters, Oliver was writing one of his own because they were under the assumption that they only had about four hours of air to between all three of them. And so he's writing a letter and Shane sees that it's to his wife. Her name is Holly O'Toole. And she's wondering, is he going to is he going to mail it? What is he what is he writing? And so he puts the letter in, he puts the letter in his pocket um, and just kind of goes about their business. And then they begin to read the letters back and forth and they have the dream montages and begin to get sweet on one another. 
And so when they realized, when Rita, all this while, Rita is doing her thing at the Miss Special Delivery semi-finalist pageant. And they're all trying to, Norman and Rita are trying to figure out what's going on with Shane and Oliver. Norman overhears what happened across the street at the bank. And so he's able to grab some police officers, go in there and get them out of the vault and come to find out the vault was climate controlled the whole time. So they really didn't have to sparingly use air as they originally thought, nor did they, nor were they going to die like they originally thought. And so that was just like, man, it was, that was a moment. That was a moment. And that's going to be an episode that sticks with me for sure. This is going to be an episode I can't wait to listen to other reviews about. So I need to go back into Deliver Me a Podcast's uh, archives, Swing My Heart's archives, Deck the Hallmark archives, and I'm not sure any other podcast who has reviewed Signed, Sealed, Delivered yet besides those three. And now we can add Dear Hallmark to the review canon of podcasts that talked about Signed, Sealed, Delivered. More podcasts need to watch this for sure. If you are a podcast that does recaps and reviews, you definitely, it behooves you. I haven't used that word in a while. It behooves you to get yourself into Sign Seal Delivered. And if you are not a review and recap podcast, but you want to become one, this is where you can slip your foot right in because this series is the bee's knees. I get it. Oh, oh, by the way, and shout out to someone who DM'd me and said that I was officially a postable. I, I just want to say thank you because I, I just, I just, I guess I need to wait until I get my postable card in the mail. <laughs> Pun intended. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, I guess I am officially a postable. <laughs> this is so great. This is so great. This is so great. I don't even know if I captured everything out of this episode because everything is still locked in the vault of my heart. And I love this episode so much. But what we are going to do in the meantime, between time, is we're going to take a quick break. And then when I come back, you guys, we're going to talk about the last episode of the TV series. (laughs) It's here. It is upon us. We shall embark. So stay tuned. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back, everyone. So let's get into episode 11, A Hope and a Future. This one is inspired by the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. And this scripture I have special attachment to. This one, I'll just put this on the offset. So I am someone who grew up in church, still attends church, has a relationship with Jesus. And this scripture outside of John 3.16 is by far one of the most heavily quoted scriptures in all of Christendom. 
Um, and you know how sometimes you can hear something quoted so much, it loses, it can lose its luster. You can become so familiar with the thing that when you take a step back and then hear it, um, you, you get a different perspective. That's another reason why I appreciate fictional storytelling, because it's able to present non-fictional principles and points in a new way for people to type for people to digest and then to really take them in and understand what those nonfiction principles are or in this case biblical principles are so jeremiah 29 11 is the theme for this episode and it was the scripture that was written on the note that was left that they received that was on the baby that was left outside of the church. Rita, um, Rita recites the scripture and my personal connection to the scripture, I should say is this is the scripture reference. My mom always puts in any card that she gives me, um, whether it's for Valentine's day, birthday, Christmas, she'll always put J E R two nine colon 11 in either the top right or the top left or the bottom right of the card. And she always wants to wants me to remember. And what the scripture says, I should probably <laughs> say that. Um, it says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to give you, plans not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And that's where this this title of this episode comes from. And so I'm looking here at my notes, so I apologize. Uh, But it says here, so the baby was left on the steps of the church. And um, the letter ends up being mailed and put with a host of other letters that was sent to the DLO. Rita picks the letter out of the box and the team begins to get to work. The phrase, a hope in the future, was left on it, which leads Shane to researching where that phrase from the scripture could be on, if any buildings, any anything. And it led them to the church where we saw in the beginning where the son was, where the son, it, it takes us to the church that we saw in the beginning, where now the son of the pastor of that church, he now presides over the church. And so they're finding who the baby that was left on the step. And they <laughs> it's so funny because they find out that the baby was left because he had a heart condition. And the mother just couldn't take taking care of the baby with the heart condition. And now he's a cardiologist. And it's just, it's so interesting. And so when the, when the DLO goes to meet the, the now, you know, man... He wants nothing to do with the his mom who left him. He wants nothing to do with her. And so as they continue on the case, they find out that he's actually a twin. I didn't see it coming. And so the mom is still there. She's still alive. And he begins to update. He, I mean, Oliver, begins to update the mom on what's on a little bit, you know on what's going on with the the baby in terms of like him being successful and no, no no details because he can't disclose those now while this is going on 
this beautiful story is happening with Norman because this is something that is close to Norman's heart. We find out so much about Norman in this episode. We find out that he himself is adopted, that he was abandoned, he was left, and um, he has a letter from, I think it's the adoption agency, and he's never opened it. But, and this is the one, oof, this scene here. He lets Oliver open the letter and the letter tells him that he has a grandmother and y'all that grandmother comes in like the tornado from the wizard of oz (laughs) miss carol bernas (laughs) she is such a character and i just enjoyed watching how different her personality is from norma but how much they still loved each other and her kind of i don't want to say devious but kind of her plan to get the the two twin brothers together and then their mom together. It was just, y'all, this episode was it. This was, oh, and guess how the episode ends. This is the creme de la creme right here. Oliver still has the letter from the treasure box that from last episode, last segment. He still has that letter and he's outside in the rain, letting it drip, drip, drip all on him. He's looking at the mailbox, wondering if he should like, it's almost like he's scared. He ends up putting the letter in the mailbox. And I know it's a moment for the homie. I know it's a moment. When he turns around, who is there but Shane? And it's so hard to read her face. This was such a good performance by Kristen Booth. Because I couldn't I couldn't read her face at all. I could not read her face at all. You guys, this this between Norman and his grandmom, the twin brothers, and Oliver in the letter, what a beautiful way to end the television series. Woo! You guys, I can't wait. I can't, can't wait. Next week, we're getting into our first movie with the Christmas movie. And if you let me know how you, first of all, I just want to thank all of you who comment every week, how excited you guys are that I am reviewing this. I feel the love. I feel the acceptance into the Postables community. And I'm just grateful. And if you're listening for the first time, first of all, hello. Second of all, be sure to um, mosey on around in the show notes. There's some links and stuff that'll get you more familiar and acclimated here at the home of Dear Hallmark so you know what all is going on. But don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and I will check you guys next week when we get into our first signed, sealed, delivered movie for Christmas. Ciao, my friends.